0: To the brightness within you,
2: and the truth that is rooted within me. Hi, and welcome to MindShifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm your co-host, Jeannie Rice, and we welcome you to the show. Dr. Tim Hayes is not with us yet. I'm not sure if he had family thanks and was going to be somewhere else today, but we wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving Today is November Thursday, November twenty sixth, 2015, Thanksgiving Day. We should be thankful every day. actually got a text earlier from uh, my stepson, and he says, Happy Thanksgiving, and I like that because we should be living it. So we welcome you to the show. Our call-in number is 646-200-4169. Press 1, and that puts you in queue to talk to us. And we would love to hear your comments and your questions because it really does make it your show. Welcome, Michael.
3: Thank you, dear heart. And uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us every day that you choose to do that. We're grateful for that every day that you choose to join us and to uh, lend a pair of listening ears to this absolutely amazing technology of forgiveness uh, probably one of the, the greatest gratitudes in my life is the fact that I had the the good fortune to be able to simply stumble across the first century Aramaic teachings of Yeshua and then to become engaged in translating, not actually doing the translation work, but in the translation work of the first century Aramaic language into English, and come to understand the nuances and the the beauty of the concepts contained. And that structure is just such a huge gift. And there are so many gifts that we can be grateful for if we are willing to train our minds to do so. Not exactly the focus of our culture, one day a year perhaps. Uh, there's a certain segment of the culture that tends to focus on gratitude. and We were watching the Macy's Day Parade today for a little while. We've actually got television where we are. That's kind of an unusual thing but um, looking at the commercialism of it and everything's for sale is just uh, an interesting twist that comes along with the the celebration of gratitude. Personally, this morning, one more time, when I awakened, uh, I I was able to open two absolutely wonderful gifts, and uh, that was my eyes. And when I think about the fact that I can open my eyes and get to make my way through this world with all of its blessings and all of its gifts. Yes, it's challenges too, but one of the things we're going to touch into today is some of the research that says that, and this is stuff done in the laboratory in controlled circumstances with controlled groups and all, that even people facing negative circumstances have far superior outcomes if their focus is that of gratitude, and we want to talk a little bit today about why that might be, what the the operative principle is behind that. Webster's Dictionary tells us that to celebrate means to observe a day or an event with ceremonies of respect and rejoicing. And so, of course, gratitude is that act of having appreciation for something. And, one of the things that each of us is inculturated into are ceremonies and ceremonies are very powerful tools, and lead to very powerful learning. And sometimes our ceremonies, and you know, this ties in with the work of forgiveness and what needs to be removed from our lives sometimes the ceremonies we've been inculturated with aren't all that constructive. You know, when we think about gratitude and being in an appreciation for something, what the research is showing is that in just about every arena of life, there is an increase as a result of gratitude. A couple of lists from some of the scientific research is people who kept a gratitude journal found that they had sixteen percent fewer physical symptoms, nineteen percent more time was spent exercising, 10% less physical pain, 8% more sleep, 25% increase in sleep quality. Depressive symptoms, clinical depression were reduced by 35%. Gratitude Journal lowered depressive symptoms by 30% as long as people kept up to practice and were able to do that. People with high blood pressure had their a significant decrease in their systolic blood pressure. The increase in quality of sleep was accompanied by less time to fall asleep and an increase in the duration of sleep. People also found and reported to those uh, who were doing the statistical analysis of the gratitude research, that they had more vitality and energy. So there's a whole range of wondrous things that happen. Feeling better, more relaxed, more resilient, less envious, happier memories. Just some of the results of that choice to simply, in this case, keep a gratitude journal pretty powerful and the list of benefits goes on and on and on Uh, people were less materialistic less self-centered more optimistic more spiritually oriented they had increased self-esteem they were more social they had healthier marriages they were kinder to themselves and others more friendships deeper relationships there was less sickness they had longer lifespans, increased energy. They found that they were better managers in their careers, had improved networking, uh, greater achievement of goals, and improved decision making and productivity. Huge list of positive outcomes simply from keeping a gratitude journal. And of course, keeping a gratitude journal is a ceremony. But unfortunately, there's another side to this story because oftentimes in our family cultures or the culture in general, we get to have what I would refer to as training in negative gratitude. You know, the general definition of gratitude is appreciation for or toward. Negative gratitude would be resentment toward. And if that is a ceremony, if, if a power person lives with a lot of resentment, the tendency will be to play out that resentment and, and to, be the, to have the resentment being played out, an invisible action taken, because the mind always relabels that which negatively enculturated so that we can believe things about ourselves that are not necessarily true. So if you found yourself having been acculturated into negative gratitude, anger toward something or someone, negative conversation about or toward someone or something, someone, then in the same way that the positive effects happen, we'll find that there are destructive or negative effects, the opposite of that list that I just went through, would be the effect of negative gratitude. There was a, an interesting quote that I ran across while doing some research for the show today by a person named Edwin Lewis Cole. He says, one does not drown by falling in the water. They drown by staying there. And so if you've been inculturated into negative conditioning and having negative gratitude, then it might be time to start to make new choices because it's, totally and completely up to the individual. And I'd offer that the principle behind the power of gratitude is that it is a point of focus. If we go back to Yeshua 2,000 years ago, the physicist Yeshua, he says, let thine eye be single and thy body will be filled with light. Now, you hear that and if you don't have the brain cells from the physics world, you go, what does that mean? Well, today, what the latest understanding in physics is, is that physics, or pardon me, the physical, the so-called physical world, physical substance, is light energy, solidified. Let's go back in here. Yeshua was saying, let thine eye be single, that is, a singular focus on one energy to the exclusion of all others, and it literally comes about in our physiology. So when we select gratitude, my offering is that, you know, if you look at the worksheet process, the wake-up sheet, reality management, you've heard me say over and over again that the idea of the worksheet is to bring in more human attributes and primarily in the worksheet, is the attribute of love. That when we can take the negative aspects of our experiences and of our own mind energy and expose them to the active presence of love, they tend to dissolve. I'd offer that gratitude is an aspect of love. It is a human attribute when we're truly living out of our human beingness, our human selves, rather than the enculturated self based perhaps in hostility and fear. The, there's a step in the worksheet in step 6C where the focal point of that particular step is to bring in the human attribute of compassion. So when we start bringing in, and if you look at step 7 in the worksheet, you'll see the word gratitude. And when I cultivate and I select and I choose to bring gratitude toward that which perhaps has been a negative experience, I will bring transformation to my negative experience. So if there's a a tradition in your culture or your family system about watching what happens and focusing on the negative aspects of it, the choice to bring gratitude to find something to be grateful for in the situation changes the way that the mind works. I mean, literally changes the way things operate within the mind. If you look at people whose focus is inherently constructive, that person is continuously bringing active love into events that could have unwanted consequences. And by bringing the active presence of love into those events, we see more and more transformation of those negative or energetically lowering experiences and bringing self up to another level of creation. When you recognize that we are creators... And we create by a focus of mind energy. You go to the opening words in the book of John in Aramaic where we're told it says, in the beginning was the word and the word became flesh. What it says there is in the beginning was the mind energy and the mind energy became flesh. And the first requirement in that whole thought structure is maintaining the condition of love. Our human lives and a natural attribute of human life is gratitude. Literally, our thoughts, our words, the very perceptions output from our mind reflect, create, and perpetuate a worldview. Now, how many have ever had an experience that uh, when it occurred, it brought up a lot of pain for you? Although you might not have said that. You might have said that it caused you a lot of pain, which would be to tell yourself a lie. Pain is a result of an energy going on inside of us. It is not, you know, short of somebody punching you in the nose, it's not something that's coming from the outside. But if you ever had an experience that the time it was happening seemed to be just uh, a, a terrible, terrible happening, and yet you look back at it a year, two, five, ten years later, and you say, wow, that was really one of the best things that ever happened to me. If it was one of the best things that ever happened to you. Why did you have to wait for 10 years in order to understand that it was one of the best things that ever happened to you? This is a really key principle and a really important point to grasp. Why didn't I see the gift at the moment that it happened? And I'd offer the reason was because the mind was predisposed to bring forward energies based in negativity and pain. And that inhibited the ability of the constructive view of the event to come forward. I would offer that one of the benefits of gratitude is it's going to allow us to see the constructive aspect events that otherwise our mind might leave us focused on just the negative. So, the principle that's operative there is the same principle that's operative in the truck brakes of a car, of a, of a truck. If you've ever wondered, and you we've know, we spoken about this on the show before, but it, it ties in here and gives brain science a chance to explain to us why it's useful to cultivate, you know, to, to quote a cliche, the attitude of gratitude. many people wonder why the truck driver who complains about the price of fuel stops at a truck stop fills his truck up with fuel pulls over leaves his truck running while he goes in and plays a game of pool takes a shower watches a movie and then comes out maybe has a nap and comes out and gets his truck and drives away why didn't he turn the truck off and save all that fuel well, in some cases, of course, it was a refrigerated truck and it needed to keep running to keep the refrigeration going. But also, a truck has a safety system built into it that if the braking system suffers a failure, something goes wrong in the system, the brakes on the truck automatically turn on. In other words, with you know one of these big rigs, The brakes are always on in the truck to inhibit its motion. It's a safety system. So why does this guy leave the truck running when he's going to be gone for several hours and waste all that fuel? Because if he didn't, when he came back out to start the truck, he'd have to start it and sit and wait until the air pressure built up so that he could move the truck. Now, wait a minute, Michael. What does air pressure have to do with moving a truck? Well, there are strong springs that hold the brakes on that truck all the time. They inhibit the turning of the wheels so the truck is stationary. When the truck is started, it builds up air pressure And the air pressure acts to inhibit the inhibitors. Stay with me for a minute here. So the truck's motion is inhibited by strong springs that hold the brakes on. That's the inhibitory action of those springs. And then the air pressure builds up and creates an anti-inhibitor. So now with air pressure the brakes are pulled away from the drum and now the wheel can turn. So the inhibitory action of the brakes always being on is overcome by the air pressure. So the truck can't move unless there is an anti-inhibitor called air pressure that pulls the brakes away from the drum and allows the truck to move. The brain works in a very similar fashion. Over 90% of brain chemistry is tied up in inhibiting brain cell firing. So let's say, you know, we, we've we've asked the question. You've heard Jeannie ask it in the Why Workshop over and over and over again. We start out with how many have ever held a newborn child, and everybody's the answer on the planet when we ask that question, wherever we are in the globe, everybody's the answer when describing the newborn is some variation on the theme of love. Why? Because everybody knows what human life is. We all came in that way. We all came in knowing who we were, and everybody else knew as well. But if that message from one's own mind was inhibited, i.e., a power person, and in our codependence work, we define a power person as someone who has more power over lives than we do, and we perceive it as survival, and the power person is not functioning out of love. So if this person who knows themselves as love is told over and over and over again, you're no good, things are going to go wrong for you, nothing's ever going to work in your life, you're useless, you're the problem in the world, you've all those kinds of messages are received by a child, then what happens is those messages become inhibitors, constructive message, and the constructive constructive energy of love. So if you look at someone who's just locked and lost in misery and trauma, every time you look at them, you go, oh, such negativity. Hold a space of love and compassion for that person because the truth about them according to the messages that were given to them usually by their power person, is that all of the awareness of themselves as love and literally the very ability to experience themselves as love is inhibited. When we do an intensive and people do a personal code evaluation, oftentimes one of the challenges on the personal code evaluation will be love of self. And... The reason why one has a challenge with love of self is because any data or information about self that is constructive has been inhibited and is not available for awareness. So you listen to a person who talks about themselves and they put themselves down and they speak about themselves in the negative and the impossible and the can't and you know the self-deprecation. Sadly, in many cases... Reinforced by religions that are so far off base that it's just insane and yet proclaim they have the truth, you look know, at how many people come out of so many religious practices and they've they've learned to put their faces in the mud as though uh, a creation called love should have its face in the mud. but the assignment or one of the assignments will give that person if that's a challenge and a way to change that score on the personal code evaluation is we'll give it the instruction of every time you think a thought or speak a word that's negative about yourself, be aware of it, stop. Cancel that thought and then the instruction is to do three things. Think, speak, and write something you love about yourself. Now what happens when somebody does that is they're now building in anti inhibitors for the inhibitors that were installed by the power person. So, in the same way the springs hold the brakes on the truck, the air pressure pulls those brakes off. If one has been given all kinds of negative messages about themselves and can't see themselves in a constructive light, there's a, an interesting um, film out there, the, um, oh dear, what's the name of it? Uh, That's not coming to me. It was it, it, it ties in physics, psychology, a number of different disciplines. In any event, there's a young lady in the in the film, and she's learning about how life works. And at one point, she stands in front of a mirror, and she just starts to hit herself, to literally physically strike herself.
2: Isn't that down the rabbit the, trail or rabbit hole or
3: close? Close. That's it. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yes, we, yeah. you got it. Um, the exact name isn't coming, but, but that's it. But anyway, she starts to hit herself. And, and my offering would be it's because she's had inhibited the capacity to see what's lovable and wonderful about herself. And if we've received that, then when we start to cancel out thoughts that are of a negative nature, and then we literally stop, You know, if you find yourself in negative self-conversation, it's because you've got anti-inhibitors. For those thoughts, they come out easily. If you cancel those and start to literally think, first place it starts, then speak, verbalize. goes through a different part of the brain. It's important in creating the anti-inhibitors. And then you write down in your own hand, writing, You write down something you love about you. You've now created a powerful set of anti-inhibitors that, if reinforced, will bring forward this ability to see yourself as you truly are, lovingly, caringly, and in the way that you're designed to do. Now, every event that happens to us, I would offer, has a gift. The most terrible event, if we step into... Gratitude for it will bring forward awareness of that gift and give us the ability to receive that gift. Robert Emmons, who's a uh, psychologist, PhD psychologist, did some significant research in this arena, and he says there's a growing body of research that's examined how grateful recasting, he's titled it Grateful Recasting, Seeing Through the Eyes of Gratitude, very much like we would talk about in the Aramaic, having Rachma, seeing things through the eyes of Rothman. In a study conducted at uh, Eastern Washington University, participants were randomly assigned to write in three writing groups that would recall and report an unpleasant memory, a loss, a betrayal, a victimization, or some other personally upsetting experience. The first group wrote for 20 minutes on issues that were irrelevant to that memory. The second group wrote about that Experience just with no instructions, just wrote about it. And then the third group were asked to focus on positive aspect of that difficult experience. And discover, to to specifically look and discover what might now make them feel grateful. The results showed that those people who, in the third writing group, experienced several benefits that people in the first two writing groups did not. They demonstrated more closure on the events that were negative, less unpleasant emotional impact than those who wrote in the other two groups that the participants weren't told you know not to think about the negative aspects it was just or or to deny or ignore the pain they were just told to look for reasons to be grateful and they found that those folks had fewer intrusive memories, you know things like wondering why it happened, whether they could have prevented it, were they to blame, all of those sorts of things and so the study showed that this state of gratitude can help to heal troubling memories and redeem them At much as we've spoken about when when one brings the active presence of love into the wake up sheet and then Canceling a goal is able to drop into the hidden part of the mind where love meets the hidden part of the mind. The hidden part of the mind starts to heal. So this gratitude practice can become another way to bring forward this awesome presence of love that we are designed to live out of and to heal aspects of ourselves that perhaps hold those energies that are less than love. A practice, actually, we were at church on Sunday at Unity North in uh, Ribbon, Virginia, and did a really sweet sermon and, and brought forward some of this uh, research. And as a result of that, Gene and I have started each day to, uh, to text each other something that we really appreciate about each other. And we'd invite you to take on that assignment. Pick somebody in your life. One, two, three, ten, twenty people. And create a discipline, a daily discipline, where you text them something that you appreciate about them or write them an email or do it in a phone call, whichever way you choose to do that. And the the scientific research listed 31 different benefits that would show up as a result of tapping into gratitude. And at the top of the list, it makes people happier. So, we invite you to think about who you're grateful for in your world and bring that presence of gratitude and love to your mind on a regular basis. And, Jeannie, I think you have something to share with us about gratitude.
2: Yes, but first, um, it's what the bleep do we know down the rabbit.
3: Oh, that's it. Um, yes.
2: Yeah. And um, somebody in the chat room said that after the hitting scene, you see her transform her understanding of herself, and towards the end there is a scene where she's actually drawing hearts all over her body. So you can see that transformation. Um, For sure. Another thing um, is there is actually an app called the Gratitude Journal that you can download on your phone and do the, you know, what I'm thankful for today on that. So it makes it easy. Cool. And, yes, there are no callers, by the way, and no questions out of the chat room, so it's really quiet today. But what I would like to share, I actually wrote this last year, and then I went through it, read it, and kind of edited a couple parts of it that applied last year that aren't necessarily applicable this year. But anyway, so uh, it's what I am thankful for open it up here and it says uh, I am thankful for even though I often want other things that I don't have I am most grateful for what I do have that I sometimes take for granted so I want to focus on the fact that I am thankful for first of all Yahweh which is God that's the name I use for him and the love that he gave to the world and for Yeshua also known as Jesus the Christ for showing us the way I am able to freely worship in spirit and truth and honor my creator. Thank you, God. I have phenomenal parents who gave me life, and they are still on this planet and in good health. They are always there for me, and while I'm not with them for Thanksgiving this year, I have texted them five things that I appreciate about them every day this week, and I spoke to them last night on the phone, and I feel very connected with them today. I have a son who is beyond words. He is the pride and the joy of my life. He is the answer to prayer. Um, And for those who don't know, the reason that is so um, close to my heart, besides him being my son, is that I almost lost him. Um, and so he is an absolute miracle. Um, He's the answer to prayer, and he's, to me, the presence of God made manifest. I'm thankful that I was able to give birth and then to be able to watch him grow into such a fine young man. I have a lovely daughter in love who loves me back and supports and loves my son. I have a partner who shares life with me. We travel together, do workshops together, we play together. Our romantic relationship is fulfilling. He often takes my breath away only to give it back and remind me to breathe. He has two great children and a beautiful granddaughter who I am privileged to share a portion of life with. I'm blessed with three fabulous brothers who call me Sis, They have awesome wives and kids, some of who also now have kids. God has truly blessed this family. I have two amazing stepsons. They have been in my life for 37 years, and they call me mom, even though I never asked them to. That is acceptance. Their mom has even embraced me, and we are good friends. I have two beautiful stepchildren there, too, step-grandchildren. I have... Friends and loved ones who I know I can call on any time, and while we may not see each other that often, we remain close. I am thankful for that caring. I have a lot of people in my life that I consider friends, but more than the number of friends, I have a great number of them who are close enough to hear my heart and hold me in love even when I'm in my stuff. My health is good and my body serves me well most of the time, more than not. And I am thankful that I'm not too difficult to look at. And that's a private joke between Michael and us. I may not yeah, be we- yeah. <laughs> I may not be wealthy so, but I can pay so my just, bills. Just
3: let me let let me interrupt okay. here for a minute. The first time that I met Jeannie, that was her statement about herself. I'm not too good. Well, actually, you have not seen to me at. yet
2: face-to-face. Face. Right. I, you were asking right. me what I looked like. <laughs> That's
3: what you told me. And I'll just offer, if you haven't met Jeannie yet, she's absolutely an, an awesomely beautiful woman. And I am blessed to have you in my world.
2: Thank you. Um. Okay, now I lost my place. I may not be wealthy but I'm <laughs> Are you reading? I may not be wealthy but I can pay my bills and live comfortably even though simply and many people cannot say that. While I attempt to be perfect yeah, right. Um, I do make mistakes and I'm thankful for the gentle lessons that are given to me instead of a two by four. The trials and challenges that give me the opportunity to forgive once more. I'm thankful for my degree in psychology that I was able to finish school two years ago. i um, thankful for what I learned as well as what I was able to share with my professors and fellow students. I am thankful for the potential that is now mine. I'm thankful for good air and sunshine, even for the rain and the snow, and clean water to drink, and wholesome food to eat. I'm thankful for a bed to sleep in and a roof over my head, even though it's usually someone else's roof and bed. I am thankful for the ability to laugh and to feel safe and secure. Our van went out of commission last year, and I'm thankful it quit in Bristol instead of on the road. I am grateful that my dad had an extra car that we could use so that we could get to our next series of workshops in time to figure out what we were going to do. I'm thankful we were able to purchase another vehicle very quickly and able to get to Florida safely. Time. To, I'm thankful for time to see and do all the things that we see and do, time to share, time to love, time to be. I'm glad I have a cell phone and a computer. Even though electronics present challenges, I am able to connect and stay connected with those who I'm away from more than I could without that technology. I'm thankful for experiencing love within myself and from family and friends. It is the source we move through on this planet and what sustains us in times of challenge. The technology we have today allows us to see all over this great planet and experience things that once were not even imagined. This includes television, Internet, radio, telephones, computers. Also, the technology of cars, planes, trains. We have opportunities today that are immense. I'm glad to know how to read and write. These two skills have helped me move through my life more easily and have afforded me employment that otherwise I would not have gotten. I appreciate the people that I meet once strangers become new friends and support and cherished ones become dearer each time that we meet. Simple things in life, the crackle of fire, a shooting star, the glow of the moon, the warmth of the sun, the smell of pine, the sound of laughter, the smile of a child, the beauty of the mountains and valleys.
3: We join you in breathing.
2: We have so much to be thankful for.
3: Yeah. for Sure. Especially when you look at so many people in the world and what they're going through.
2: Yeah. I'm thankful to see um, rolled hay sitting in the field and newborn calves gaining their footing, sunsets and sunrises, and the rainbow that reminds us of God's promise thankful for sand on the ocean shore and rolling waves and salty breeze, for the falling snow that covers the trees and the ground, making all things beautiful and at peace. Family get-togethers, reunions, holidays, camping, or simply shopping and chatting, being able to express my thoughts and feelings freely, the liberty afforded this country. I am thankful that there are those, including my dad and brothers, who have been willing to take a stand for this country and the people in it, and I wish for the time when people awaken to do something different than more. I'm thankful for laughter and I'm thankful for tears to express without words. And more than that, that I have so many people who hear the unspoken that comes from my heart and they genuinely care. I'm thankful that I am above ground one more day for the morning and the night. Conveniences of running water and indoor toilets. Although I enjoyed being at my grandmother's and grandfather's when they did not have this luxury, I'm glad that I do. I'm glad we can so easily obtain groceries and gas and that we have electricity and heat instead of having to build a fire. I'm glad that we have fireplaces for pleasure, though, and I love air conditioning in my home and my car. I love to be able to simply flip a switch and the room is illuminated in light. I'm thankful for the experiences I had at my grandmothers and grandfathers to learn to milk cows, to gather eggs, to put up salted meat, to churn butter, to haul hay, grade tobacco, harvest, and plant. Many of these skills will never be used again by me, but I'm glad I learned them. I'm thankful for my mind and that I can think and remember and figure and have discernment, that I have both knowledge and wisdom. I'm thankful I have all five of my senses, that I can see, hear, feel, taste, and smell. I even have a sense of intuition which alerts me when I'm paying attention to hear a loved one's voice, to see their sweet face, to taste country cooking, to feel the touch of a hand or lips on mine, or to smell flowers in the spring. I'm thankful for travel and for seeing so many parts of the planet. I'm glad we have theaters and plays and bowling and skiing and hiking and swimming and music and so many other ways to entertain ourselves. I am thankful for my physician, dentist, and pharmacy that they're willing to listen and do something other than medication. They are really healers. And I am thankful that, even though I am thankful, there are modern means of doing surgery if it's necessary. I'm glad I have clothes to wear and shoes on my feet, a coat, gloves, and boots in the winter, shorts and sandals in the summer. I'm glad my clothes are stylish as well as functional. I'm thankful for my abilities for the jobs I have had and the experiences and growth for the money I needed when I needed it and the ability to earn it instead of having to beg for a handout. I'm thankful for the diversity in our world, the cultures that give color to the universe, all cells within one body. I'm thankful for those who have taught me along the way, my grandparents and parents and teachers and preachers and spouses, and siblings and child for their time and their energy. I'm thankful I can dream. I'm thankful for the innocence of children to remind me who I am. I am thankful.
3: Sweet. Sweet. Well, I am certainly in deep gratitude for you being in my world and for everyone who's listening to us today. Our appreciation for the way you carry this message forward and the way you gift our world with the presence of love. And if you have something you'd like to share that you have gratitude for, we'd love to hear your sweet voice. If you're in the chat room or if you're in one of those stations that we can't see in our control panel, if you dial our calling number 646 and push 1, you'll be talking to us. Do we have anybody in the chat room with a comment or a question Or anybody in the phone queue with anything to share
2: um, Erica just said What a lovely proclamation of thankfulness You are a radiant woman Thank you, I appreciate that And nobody has their hand up And there are no questions so if someone We've got 16 minutes Tell us just one thing that you're thankful for Hit one
3: And beyond that, while we're holding for someone to push one... We got one? Just, oh, well, let's go for it.
2: Great. 541, five, four, you're on the air.
1: Hello, it's Julie. Hi, you guys. Hey, oh, wow, that was beautiful. That was so beautiful, Jeannie. I'm just resonating with tears and gratitude for what you read. And... um. <laughs> I don't know what else to say that I'm grateful for in this moment, except that I'm grateful that I'm able and willing and trust that there's a way to move through the horrible feelings that were um, were always present during Thanksgiving for me and uh and I know I know that. I truly want to begin the healing to, well, what I've been resisting is I don't want to bring them to Thanksgiving today, so I'm experiencing what they are so that I can make peace with them, I guess. Um, I'm grateful that I loved my parents so much that I guess I was willing to split myself on their behalf, I thought, then. And I'm so willing to heal that now, and I'm grateful for that. So thank you um, for the tools and for your amazing, what you read, Jeannie, such a long list of so much gratitude that when I don't feel that, when I'm not aware, when I'm blocking that, I, I just feel like I want to reread that. I, I've got to write that down <laughs> and reread it.
2: I'll post oh, it on okay. Facebook.
1: Oh, that'd be nice. Thank you.
3: And it's, of course, in the archive of this show. Yeah. And and so my, my vote for you uh, and for anyone who's had... You know, negative family experiences, especially during the Holy Days, my my vote would be that rather than I don't want to bring that to the party, is please bring it to the party. If, If you're carrying anything inside of you that's made of sadness, of fear, of anger, of hurt, of pain, set your mind firmly in gratitude. Set your mind firmly in the presence of love and bring those things forward. The the idea of this work, as opposed to hiding them from ourselves, positive thinking and pretending all is wonderful when it's not, is honest and appropriate and true thinking. And to, to recognize that we exist untouched as the presence of love for eternity. And when I set myself in that active presence of love, Then I can embrace all of those old energies that my culture has told me to hide from and not deal with. I can embrace those. I can bring them forward in the presence of love, and I will be freed of them so I don't have to carry them into next Thanksgiving. So bring them to the party. That's the idea, is to open the space. Good breath. That's the kind of breath that brings it to the party and allows it to dissipate. Right there. That's it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Michael, I was going to bring it to the party in my mind first. <laughs> then yeah. I thought of the movie Inside Out, the party in my mind, headquarters. Well, what a, what um, a
3: great scene.
1: Mm, Thanksgiving dinner at headquarters. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a really interesting concept. I, I'm hearing you on many levels. I'm not sure, well... I, if I'm in the right uh, condition of mind, then it is a loving thing to bring forth for healing. So, um, that's well, that's the if. If I can get there before I go to dinner,
3: it's a practice. But I'm starting. It's a yes. prac- It's a practice. So maybe rather than reading Jeannie's list. Maybe the thing to do is to sit down and start writing your own. Mm -hmm. Tie into that energy and bring that energy forward. You know, you mentioned the movie Inside Out, and for those who haven't seen it, make it your holiday stop to go and see the movie Inside Out. I'm sure it's still playing in most cities around the country. It was such a popular film. But you'll notice toward the end of the film after, you know, this young girl's gone on through this trauma and being lost in her long term memory and her pain and her childhood fantasies and and even her childhood fantasies helped to catapult her back to the present time and then instead of and it's such a powerful demonstration where you know the 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 oh, first two-thirds of the movie is about pushing away this sadness that touches things. And push it away and push it away and don't let it touch anything and don't let it come near you and don't deal with it. And yeah. then the powerful healing demonstration that occurs in that cartoon that seems like kid's cartoon. So what? But when she, this young girl was able to speak honestly about her sadness and bring it to the presence of her parents, that she's been trying to put on a false face for. you know. Early in the film, mom says, oh, we can be positive for dad who's going through this new business challenge, can't we? We can be this smiley girl. And so she's always forcing herself out of what's true for her, not embracing it, and therefore it takes over more and more of her life, touches more and more parts of her life. But then when she's finally able to just breathe and tell the truth about it, in the presence of love, its impact dissolves. The core of all healing and the whole idea of the wake-up sheet in the forgiveness process is to create the space where we can access parts of our minds. You know, in the in the world of psychology generally, we find it a pretty well accepted uh, um, number that ninety to ninety-five percent of our mental processes are unconscious. That's because we've engaged in inhibitory action. Don't look at this. Don't look at this. Don't feel this. Don't feel that. Don't talk about this. Don't let yourself ever look at that again. When what we're looking to do is to open and undo the inhibitory action and allow those things to come forward in the presence of love. And love, it can happen. You so know, gratitude, what we've just talked about is a gratitude journal and writing the things you're grateful about is a tool for bringing forward the active presence of love. It is that gratitude is a natural expression of human life, and as we choose to engage in it, and no matter what the disaster is that's happened, we can choose to engage in gratitude. And when we do, deeper and deeper experiences of that active presence of love come forward. And then when we can tell the truth about what's in there, what's in there dissolves, and loses its impact on every aspect of our lives. Embrace it. Be with it. Yeah. And As you breathe, you. and as you bring the presence of love, it dissolves. That's the core of healing. Oh,
1: thanks.
3: Yeah, I breathe thanks. with you. I breathe with you.
1: Thank you. Thankful living. Okay, I'm I'm good. I'm going to do that I'm definitely. Awesome. Down with my journal today. Thank you.
3: Fabulous. Fabulous. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you for what you All said right. today about the inhibitors too. That was good for me to hear. I had not heard that ever before from you. I love that analogy. So, yeah,
3: the inhibitors so, are key. Mm-hmm. So every time you think or speak a thought that's less than love about yourself or your parents, stop, cancel that thought, reset love in your mind, think, speak, and write something you love about yourself or your parents or whoever that negative thought is about. That will transform literally the perceptual capacity of your mind.
1: Okay. All right. Well, you have
3: a blessed day and thank you for your call and a wondrous Thanksgiving weekend. All right. Blessings. Bye bye. All
1: right.
2: We do have another caller. Area code 651. You're on the air. Hello there. It's Diane and
4: Doug in Portland. Happy that was Thanksgiving,
5: beautiful. and we we're also grateful for our dear sister Julie in Oregon.
3: <laughs> Yay! Hey guys, how are things out there in Portland? It's um, a whole page of
5: disassociated um, content on the back of my worksheet just before we called you. It's great.
3: <laughs> <laughs> You mean you mean life is actually still giving? I mean, here you are teaching this stuff, and life is still giving you opportunities to learn forgiveness. Wow! Wow! Yeah, lots of opportunities.
4: <laughs> I'm so grateful for all the opportunities that life gives us, and yeah,
3: that's that's my that big life gratitude. Is so fraught with opportunities,
1: <laughs> and, and
3: and on occasion, wouldn't it be nice if life were not so fraught? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah
4: but you know how else would I grow and learn and really that's what I'm here for is to learn and grow and to love and
3: so Michael that's how, my big gratitude for today <laughs> so here's how else you'd learn and grow you'd choose to learn and grow through the active presence of love joy and delight hmm. <laughs> right.
1: right.
3: That's how it would happen. Otherwise, but unfortunately, you know, until we acquire the habit and the choice of doing that, uh, the tendency is to uh, to need a match from the universe, and the universe provides.
4: Yes, yes. And my gratitude today, Michael, is for this work, for everything that you and Jeannie do to bring it forward. I can't believe that it's only been about a year and a half since I have met you two because the impact of it feels so much bigger in my life. You know, I've, it just, it feels like it goes back much further, even though I've only, you know, been working with this for not that long, but it's, the impact in my life is huge Um, to be able to use this when I'm having an upset to be able to use it in order that my partner and I can communicate better and um, get through upsets more easily. I was out uh, circling the parking lot at a grocery store the other day, and I woke up in not a very good mood and was finding myself you know, having some judging thoughts about somebody in the parking lot. And suddenly the impulse came to me. I thought, no, you can hold love present for this person instead. That would be a better choice. And I did that, and it made a huge difference. Um, that person turned out to be the person that that uh, that uh, left in their car, therefore opening a parking spot for me <laughs> at the grocery store. <laughs> and you know, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have even thought about that practice some time ago. And it it's amazing the difference that it makes. So I'm very very grateful to you and Jeannie for the work that you do and for how we're able to bring that as well um, to our support group and to the clients that we work with. We teach them these tools. We we talk with them about the concepts and, and uh, it's, it's a great thing to be able to use in so many different ways.
5: Well, I, we had a lovely... Thank
3: you. Thank you for saying thank you. And uh, of course, I think probably one of the reasons why the impact seems greater than just being involved for 18 months. If you have this awesome teacher who's been doing the work for a couple of decades, they're supporting you. And how cool is that? A lot of people Very don't cool. have that yet, and that's huge. That's huge. <laughs> it is huge.
5: <laughs> Making, I'm feeling gra- gratitude for that thought right now. Um, we had a, we had a beautiful day yesterday serving people. Absolutely lovely, stellar day. And then I woke up today with oh my, okay, much more stuff up to release and deal with. It's very interesting how that works. I'm I'm, I'm grateful for the people who are committed to come to our support group and keep us on track with that and support us. And and for Jeannie's lovely list, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things I was thinking is. As much as we have known you and long as we have known you, it's like just in listening to this this morning, everything she was saying and that you all were saying, I was like, wow, I'm really just kind of getting to know a whole nother level of of both of
3: you. And I was very grateful for that. So, Thank you. Awesome. Delighted to be on the team. And we are down to the last few seconds, so we're going to have to close it out. So if you had another question or a comment, then maybe tomorrow you could call in earlier in the show and, and share that if there's a place to do it. And beyond Love that... Love everybody.
1: Yeah, yeah, good Much appreciated. Happy Thanksgiving. Everybody.
3: Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, and thanks for all the work you're doing out there in Portland, Oregon. Everybody, have an awesome, blessed day. Best year yet of your eternal life. It's a great gift to give. We appreciate you. Blessings.
0: Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice and his wife Jeannie, who present the internal Aramaic process of forgiveness. Michael and Jeannie are here every Monday through Friday on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.whyagain.com. That's www.whyagain.com.